Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, listeners, it's that time of the year again, and we've got some exciting news to share with you. The Deeply Graphic Design team will be partnering once again with Adobe Max, the creative conference, November 4th through the 6th in Los Angeles, California. Designers from all over the world come to Max to learn from their design heroes, to hear the latest industry trends, and to get inspired to create their best work. Not only will we be there for live interviews and episodes, but the Adobe Max folks have given us a special discount for all the DGDC listeners. Use the promo code P19DGDC. That's P19DGDC to receive your discounted rate. Stay tuned for more information on future episodes, and we can't wait to see you at Adobe Max. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikhail Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right. Welcome back, you two, and welcome back, everybody listening. We are so happy to have you joining us today. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a two-parter episode, which what? is always... What? <laughs> it's like one of those to-be-continued episodes we, from... Uh, we just need a really good cliffhanger. Days. We need a really good cliffhanger. I know. <laughs> yeah, at the end. That's a good idea. We haven't done this for a while, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I like it, though, because it because then we don't have to come up with another idea for another week. Kinda... <laughs> laziness comes out. And who knows? Oh, sometimes yeah. it could just be a really long episode that we cut in half, and they never know the difference. <laughs> never, ever know the difference. We don't That's do right. that. We don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> what have you guys yeah. been up to? Anything good this past week? How was your four? Any good travel stories or no. stayed local? We had uh, we Same luckily we thing. they have it like real close to home, so that was kind of cool. Um, and I've got vacation next week, so I'm like I'm like dying right now. I can't I can't hold it. Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh for yeah, your where time are you going? Off, uh, we're going to Italy. Believe it or not, uh, the whole <gasps> yeah, we're having <sighs> most of our West Coast side of the family is going to be there at the same time to see our relatives in Rome. So we're gonna we're gonna it's wow. first time we're all gonna be together. There. Nice. That's I, like to, I like to picture you have like a cousin in Rome who's like your twin. Oh, like Jesse oh, on Giuseppe. Full House is like it's his Greek twin. I will, sh- <laughs> I will show you. I will send you a picture the minute we, we hook up. It is so okay. bizarre. Yeah. And like we've oh you we've met many times. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, we're like we're like he looks more like me than I look like my brother. It's pretty crazy. Wow. And this, oh, that's really? Yeah. It's really cool. It's really cool. So, Does your brother think the same thing? I think so. When most people see pictures, they're like, whoa, uh, you look more like your cousin yeah. than your... <laughs> and then we have... we. I think we take more to my dad's side, which is kind of interesting. So, but it's, you know how that works. Everybody has a little bit of mixture of both parents and stuff. So, um, and his, so his father and my father were first cousins. Um, And so that's how this generation that's still there 
we're all, we've we've met all one on one, but we've never been together at the city at the same time. So how yeah. cool? Yeah, well, how you're, cool. you're talking with your hands a lot See? today. You're getting ready. You're getting ready for. <laughs> I'm ready. You're getting it's ready. Been, it's been ready. like yeah, I've been on like the the like carb free <laughs> diet for like three weeks because I'm like gonna yeah. come back so happy and so oh my god i can't wait so yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun gosh it's almost like a week's not long enough for overseas trip altogether i know luckily it's all i got nonstop and everything was good but like i we're i'm doing like other little like weekend things throughout the summer and trying to take advantage but you know it does add up price wise it's the you know know, hotels and everything else so um, there's always those added 18 it fees. Does, but for the time zone <laughs> shift, you want to take complete totally. advantage of. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I can. That's a tricky yeah, one. I can't wait, though. It'll be, we'll, we're going to be a blast. So I can't wait. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Good for you got to post, post a picture of you and Giuseppe I on will. the Instagram feed. That'll be good. <laughs> on, the insta- on the Instagram. <laughs> the Instagram. <laughs> With that awful Italian accent, there's no good segue here <laughs> to talk about Skillshare, baby. Uh, so if you're listening to this show, that tells me something really interesting about you. That means you like to learn. You like to keep your uh, your design business moving forward and learning new skills all the time. So this podcast can only do so much audio, with audio. So <laughs> you need Skillshare to supplement because that way you can learn all the visual components. You can learn just kind of the down and dirty uh, learning how to use programs, learning how to uh, get things done in your business. So Skillshare, if you don't know by now, they're an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, designers, and just curious people like you everywhere. So you can take classes in graphic design, uh, running your own business, UI, UX design, uh, animation, fine art, all the good stuff that you need to keep your business on track. What You name it, they've got it. So if you're picking up a new skill for your day job, figuring out your next side project, or pursuing a long-time passion, Skillshare has classes for you. I'm looking right now because today is kind of more about, this episode is more about the don'ts of running your design business. So we've got some mm. uh, featured entrepreneurship classes. Uh, one would be called Pricing Your Freelance Work, How Much to Charge. Um, cool. Yeah, and one is uh, you know Side Project Success. So there's so many different kinds of things mm-hmm. you can learn on Skillshare to Keep hmm. your uh, keep your forward momentum going. So I love them. I use them myself. Uh, and join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free, you guys. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash DeepEnd. Oh. All right. So, as I said before, we are doing a two-parter. Um, so, just to give credit where credit is due, I found this great article, and it is by um, Jess Sherman, and it's basically the the do's and don'ts from the pros of how to start and run your graphic design business. So, um, you know, we're we're going to kind of go over these points, and we're going to split it into today we're covering the don'ts, and our next episode we're covering the do's. So start negative, going positive later. Um, and I don't know about you guys. I've changed one of mine. So this is loosely based on that list. Good. Um, Same here. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've taken one out and added one of my own. So anyway, uh, let's just get into the list. So Nick, why don't you get us started? Cool. First one for me for sure, and I'm sure for a lot of us, is just do not underestimate the power of your sh- portfolio and more specifically a strong portfolio, something that's going to do the job for you 
we talk about, I mean, God, if this isn't like just a good cliff notes version of all the stuff we talk about on the podcast, you know, like the fact that your portfolio and how strong it is, is doing such a good job for you when you can't do, you can't be there for everybody, right? It's why it's there. Mm -hmm. It's promoting yourself. Yeah. Uh, one, one person we, I was talking to a couple of days ago was saying that it really is your credibility. You know, if, it, if, if, if you're not using it for that alone like it's the way you collectively put everything that you have done what's your credibility it's leading potential eyes to your work and i think that's another thing to think about like you know we want to make sure the case studies and everything are rich and beautiful and everything's great but what it's doing is really leading and 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 bringing eyes to your place and saying hey let's give them a call let's try them out it's kind of like mm -hmm. the, the why you should hire me right like mm -hmm. you could look great and have the great kind of pitch and all that other stuff, but your online portfolio is kind of giving them the why they should come to you. So case studies are really important. Make sure you're proving mm -hmm. that you show, you know how to do it. Cause I think too, and we've talked about this a lot too. Sometimes the best response I ever get from anything is when you show process, when you show case studies, when you show steps mm -hmm. along the way. Um, it really shows too that you can specialize in something. So if there's something that you specialize in, make sure you're giving it, a hundred percent and kind of showing it should be really obvious that that is your strength. That is what, you know, this is why, uh, not so much specialty, but like make sure it's, it's really clear that that's what you do. Cause I, it's like the first impressions are so key. And this is where I think totally. some, I think sometimes this is kind of before I've even meet people. And if, let's say if it's a cold one and someone calls me cause they found the website, the website's the first impression. So make yeah. sure you can don't undersell yourself as well. I think one way I kind of look at it too is I can look just as good as an agency that's got 15 people or more because you have even the playing field, right? Like you get this chance on your portfolio to, to make it as strong, as, as boutique, as nimble as you want. So the best thing I can say too is if you don't have enough of that work that you feel is really credible, do the, the small organization stuff, do the nonprofit do the pro bono work. I, you know, we've proven, I think, a lot of times that some of that work can be even better in finding gigs because you're customizing it to a need uh, by doing that and doing it probably sometimes for free or in your spare time. So what do you guys think? I mean, like strong portfolios, 100%, right? Yeah, it's because it, a, a picture tells a thousand words, mm -hmm. say, right? So it's it's all about just showing it's short visual shorthand for what you can do. Yeah. Um, but what I will say, though, I'll give a bonus don't here. Don't over rely on your portfolio. True. Is at the same time. Can't do everything. A lot of designers just have their website just as a grid of portfolio pieces. That's not going to do it on its own. Um, you have to kind of show your work. Yeah. Give those case studies. Give the the USPs, the benefits of working with you true, um, versus somebody else. It's all those things that working together, I think, that really yeah. make the strongest case. Well, there's a big difference between gallery and portfolio. And I like to think that the yeah. portfolio is, like you said, it shows benefits, features, skill sets, advantages, all those things as to why you, you know? Right. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing that I think, I, I think is a driver to make sure everyone's doing when it comes to being it's a showcase, you know, mm -hmm. you're not bragging about yourself, but you're just putting out there the strengths of why you should be working with me, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, it's great too. I, a great side note was just a couple of days ago. I refreshed all my SEO um, settings and everything and kind of went through and did a tune up that my website allows me to do. And I got to tell you in the Latin, that next week, 
there were three totally cold calls from people that have found my website in just searches. So it's oh, worth it to get in there and make sure um, with all those tips that there's, they're out there to kind of make sure that you're getting found faster, easier, and more higher up on lists. So yeah, it's really worth it. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Mikkel, anything? Look at you, to Nick. I know. You SEO expert. The Holy SEO whoa. king Come on, here. baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I will admit, I, you know, I, I'm a, I've, I've told everybody I use Wix for everything, but because I'm not that, that web person, but they have fantastic SEO um, kind of checklists, and it catches little things that are throughout your website to make sure that they're titled the same and there's keywords being used throughout, um, especially if you're kind of new to it as like I am. So I was like, damn, where are all these That's coming good. from? They're like your website. Yeah, sounds like it's effective. All those projects are going to want to kick off when you're in Italy. Of course. Well, exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I said, I can't start until August. I didn't say trip to new people. Yeah, you know, you right. got to be, no. gotta yeah, be careful. You don't disclose that. So that is, that's my number one. That's my number one don't. <laughs> nice. Michelle. Yeah, this next one is um, to not expect instant success, which is a really hard phase to initiating your own um, your own business, it can take, it can take time because you, you put all this tasking and time consuming effort into building your portfolio and overthinking what is vis visually enticing and what's not worth it, putting together your case studies. And then you just wait, it feels like, and you're not really sure <laughs> yeah. how to make use of your time. Yeah. I absolutely remember that. Absolutely remember this years and years ago. And, and not only that, but not, um, not positive on what, I mean, do I have enough? Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a niche. Do I'm just sh showcasing three pieces. Is that it? You know, you don't have a portfolio built maybe to accommodate the requests that are going to be coming in at the start. So that's also a, a hard ship, but it's mm -hmm. not totally atypical all the same. Yeah. This is completely normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our, I, so, any business takes a little bit of ramp up to get there. It does. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta build a reputation if, if you're going on And talk about the shifts. Talk about yeah. the shifts too, right? I mean, in all honesty, there's no time to be spent on portfolio items when things get really busy later on. I mean, things really totally shift. So as yeah. long as you put in the time in the beginning, knowing that that completely can completely adjust for you, it's totally okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're going to hope for that time down the road. You're going to be like, oh, I want to update. I want to update. Yeah. And it's going to be good to be solid and, and you know, you know, totally busy. But you're right. I think in, in today's age, we want everything tomorrow, right? Like I, yeah, I laugh well, when course. I order something and Instant. it doesn't come Amazon Prime today. You're like, oh, what I is know. wrong with it's you? It's annoying. <laughs> yeah, we want everything tomorrow. And so, well, sure. Right. And it's just the day and age that we live in, right? That's want, all very you want, applicable you want to, new business tomorrow. to today. And it's really tough. It's real. I think for the people starting out, don't let that be, don't let this be a hindrance. You know, it's like, just keep doing the things that we're telling you to do and the, the things that are, make you look better and stronger. Someone will find you. And then, and well, like you said too, Wes, don't let it be and the only thing. this can all be completely do. discouraging, mm -hmm. of course, but it's not just as though it's going to take several months. Sometimes it takes up to a few years, in fact. Yeah. It did for me. Yeah. So it's really smart to ensure that you don't put all eggs in the Good. in the basket. This isn't this can't be your revenue means for some time. You you remember that time frame where 
you were working full time and didn't have a social life because you were trying to bang it out prior to work and bang it out after work and over the weekends. That's just a part of the gig. Yeah. When you get something started. Yeah. And it's not atypical yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. And you say it can take a couple of years, which is true. I mean, and not to, yeah. to, to, to kind of not be super discouraging to anyone listening. That doesn't necessarily mean like you won't get any, any work business, yeah. for several years, but it's just, you may be, these may be a lean couple years yeah. where you have to just, you know, not go to Italy <laughs> next month, you know, quite yeah. yet. Oh, I mean, this, Save is, the, that this for... is the first real good vacation in probably two years because it's like, you, you're right. It's like, you got to get to a stride. I think you got to get into your stride. And I think that could be a yeah. way to look at it. Like when it is enough and you're doing, you found your routine. When do I do new business? When do I re refresh my website? Right. And that once you're in a role and business is coming, you're right. That could take a few years. It's not like yeah. you have no business before then. But when you get to a point where you're like, okay, this is real. It's not like, I still think this is a temporary gig yeah. for me. I, it's just the way my mind's wired. Con there's that yeah. where there's a continuum. Mm -hmm. And Every case scenario is completely different, right? Like my, you know, some of us have mortgages to pay. Some of us are single. We don't have somebody else that can accommodate, you know, shared income so that you can really like test the waters and make this work. That wasn't the case for me. Yeah. So you, you will find, and it will be telling what you have a passion for, because do you mind working after you work? Yeah. Come home from work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Truly. That's a good read. Yeah. Mm hmm Very true. Yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, go cool. for it, Wes. So yeah, so my first one is don't do work just for the exposure. Um, so what I mean by that is, you know, there's different there's different ways of looking at this. This can mean doing work for free for the exposure because you will always get, especially when you're new, that kind of shystery startup that's yeah. like, well, we don't. There's not really any money now, but think of the exposure. I have friends. Yeah, like yes. I can. That's that very yeah. rarely ever pans out. Totally. Think of like. I can't think of any time where I've done work for on anything where someone calls me later saying, I saw that thing you designed. Yeah. I want in. Yeah. Like no one, that's not generally how it works. So, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do work for free, there are a reason, there are actual reasons to do it. It could be to build up your portfolio, mm -hmm. not for the exposure. Like don't do it as a favor to any other business. If you're going right. to do work for free or discounted, or even just when you're choosing what work to take on, make sure you're choosing stuff that either uh, will contribute to your portfolio, is the kind of work you want to be doing in the future, you know, because that's the thing that I got really tripped up in the early years. It's hard not to when you want to just keep working. Sure. I got tripped up of taking on things that I shouldn't have, that I, the kind of work I didn't want to yeah. perpetuate. Yeah. But I would take it and I'd be like, well, this isn't going to touch my portfolio, but it's a few dollars in the bank and, you know, but yeah, exposure is never going to come from you just doing a project. So don't ever get dazzled yeah. by that prospect. And I think it's even Has that ever happened to you uh, a few times, but I think particularly now it's probably even harder because everyone claims with social media, that's the exposure. And that's the, that's a whole other area now that people are discussing like, Oh, imagine, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll get into someone's hands and then that product or whatever, that thing you did, uh, could get exposure because of that. Whereas before, I think exposure yeah. just was like in the norm, right? It was just like popularity or whatever it was. So you could, I think more and more you can get, you can fall into this trap because of social media and what people would promise as far as that exposure, if you want to call it with influencers and stuff. So I, I've been there yeah. a few times and I think it's, 
it's a decision you you know everyone's in a different pool when it when it's like how bad is it do i have some free time is it a family friend and there's a lot of variables involved but i think you're right in saying like don't don't just give it away like it's like find some opportunity some reason to do something if it's for free or low cost but you know doing it for exposure is you're right yeah i've been told it probably 20 times and you're right it's never happened so yeah Forget it. It doesn't have, but like, but there's a difference between exposure and portfolio building. Sure. Um, so that's, yeah. I, and I, there's, I did plenty of stuff really cheaply when I was young um, just to build on my book. And there's really not, there's, there are a lot of designers who will say, don't ever do that, discounts the work. I don't know if I buy on, we all have to start somewhere and no one's going to pay you top dollar exactly. before you've proven yourself. And hey, if there is a little bit you of know. paying, if there's a little bit of payment and it's something to fill a void in your portfolio, or to add to your portfolio, all the better. Yeah. But if it's strictly for the sake of some promised exposure, chances are yeah. not not going to work. I don't. Not so. going to work out. Yeah. All right, Nicholas. All right, next one. Oh, I remember those days oh, yeah. when you did your book, but, Wes. That was that was so many years ago. When I what? I totally remember that. The days when what? You you prepared that the book, the books years and years ago for portfolio purposes. Oh, the the little like, book. The printed yeah, book to promote your yeah. business. Yeah, that was that was like way in the beginning when we started this uh, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was actually not even to promote. I think it was more for um to get a job, like that would be like oh, my leave okay. behind. Oh, okay. Leave behind. Yeah. Oh. yeah. oh, it was leave behind material. I still have it somewhere over here, but oh, dear. do you? Like yeah. I have it on my, on my shelf behind gotta, me, but gotta, that, some of that stuff ooh. is a crack up to revisit later. I think oh, that might be a yeah. fun. That might be a fun episode to revisit some old and then have a. Yeah. We'll, we'll include totally. a. We'll include a PDF that everyone can download and want to take a look. at. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I think sometimes yeah. that's the funniest stuff. All and right, on the old ends, I can do like a live <laughs> reading of it, like. Yes. Like a kindergarten style on Instagram live. There you go. <laughs> Just I hold it up. And yeah. Oh, that's All right, great. cool. Nick, what do you got? Next one. <laughs> so um, really important to not lose sight. Do, do not lose sight of the why, like why you started this thing. Why are you in business? A lot of designers, I think, wish they could go back because they didn't grasp that, that time to really understand the why and why are you starting your business a little bit more. So figuring out that why it's kind of like it's truly to showcase the best that you can be and the best that you can. So I, I think this is really smart too, because like if I said why I, I can look back and go all the time, all the things that I was really just overwhelmed with corporate world kind of design and how it was not the expectations that I wanted and everything else about it. If I did not mm -hmm. open my own business and do my own, I would have been probably mm -hmm. beyond miserable. Sure. And the why yeah. was like to take all of that, in ex expertise and the credibility and my network. Cause I think obviously too, it all, everyone weighs differently. I'd probably say my network was probably the strongest thing at that time. I was like, I have to get into this. I have to see if I could do this on my own, but it was also to take that expertise to smaller companies. And that's been like kind of my driving force is to say I could be the agency level work, but for smaller companies that aren't at that level yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's really why. And if you don't do this, I think the risk of it is that you might fall into an unfocused territory. You might have a year or two of kind of a limbo because you're you don't have an, a a goal or a or some kind of a commandment to kind of live after. So mm -hmm. if you're going pretty stagnant, you could drop into like falling into some of like the design trends or these traps of like being non-strategic. 
and then your solutions are non-strategic. And then guess what? No one's looking at your work and going, oh, that's like, that's very objective. There's a strategy involved. And I think the more we are focused, you're going to put down a lot more work before you actually, you know, more strategy, more time before you design and then have better work to begin with. So I want just someone to be beyond a referral to me. I want someone to say, this is the, the reason we went, we worked with Nick was because of this and we're sticking with him. And if that referral is what I get, that's my why, you know, that's kind of like my yeah. why I'm doing it. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I, one of my dis, uh, things I walk through clients with, with discovery is asking them, what are your core? And it sounds a little woo woo. I get mm -hmm. that, but it's really not, um, you know, what, are, what do you fundamentally believe as a company or what are the, mm -hmm. the overall, like, Principles. You know, we believe that this should be or this mm -hmm. shouldn't be, you know, and it's it's helpful to kind of keep that in mind. Like from the deep end, it would be I always say this as an example to my clients. We believe that your website should be getting you new customers every single yeah. day. It yeah. shouldn't just be a brochure. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a it's a good it's a good why. And you can mm -hmm. kind of reinforce mm -hmm. that why throughout your copy on your website. And when you whenever you talk to new clients. Yeah. You know. It's and, better than mm -hmm. just saying like the, the old website copy, which is like, my name's John and yeah. I like to design pretty things. Like, yeah. Okay. I like that you provided your own business example in there. It gives a chance to relate with your, your clientele first and foremost. And not right. only that, but then they know you're not just, it's not a, it's not a bullshit part <clears throat> of the discovery phase. You truly need to research that. Yeah. It's also a with promise. Intent. It's also a promise or not a promise, but it's like a, it's a goal. Like, you're not just saying I'm going to yeah, be this sure. great designer. You're like, uh, I'm going to give you results and the results should be right. a little bit more than maybe what you expect. That's a huge yeah. thing to say. A client will hear that and be like, I, I don't know if they're hearing that from a lot of other people, yeah. which is great. And careful not right, to right? make it sound templatized. Totally. You, you, yeah. And I, or, or a part of a, of a silly cover letter that everybody else has gotten their cover letter. Yeah. True. Exactly. I, 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 think I that, believe design solutions should be yeah. innovative <laughs> and when, when. I know. I gotta That's say exactly that, how I mean. I, I'm in that zone now where I've, that I've made things so template, templated or whatever the word is, template-based, um, package-based, and being like I'm almost doing the same. My strategy and my process is really I feel in a good zone. And I do feel like I am kind of um, copy, copying it each time and doing it. But it's okay to think that way because with each new mm -hmm. client, they haven't been through your process yet. And No, they haven't. And you're working, massaging it to customize it, it specifically for that clientele each totally, and every time. Totally. I would say, yeah, that's the whole purpose of a template. Really, It really can be beneficial in that regard. Yeah. But I'm just talking about the verbiage oh, totally. that Wes the was why. speaking to. Yes. That's completely different. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Cool. Mikkel? So next up is to not say yes to every single project, which so important. <laughs> you know, when you're in the yeah. thick of it, it's really hard to police this yeah. because you mm -hmm. need you. You know, you it's a little bit of that desperation, but you don't want to admit it, and you need the exposure. And you know, sometimes these early relationships can be foundations from the get go, like. It's not necessarily favors, but they understand you're trying to ramp up your business and they're willing to put the risk in there, not knowing what kind of quality will be delivered. And there's just this understanding for both parties that they know that you'll do the very best that you can, but you are kind of not guinea pig material, yeah. but that, you know, this is, this is the start. This is the true official start of business making. So, mm -hmm. um, 
I know that I, you know, gosh, I, I was looking on Craigslist. I found a lot of first time clients on Craigslist in the beginning when they had a fairly good reputation. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Before the Craigslist killer <laughs> was on the list. Right. Before the Craigslist killer okay. and the crazies. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and to not, yeah. And this all loops in with to not under. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, I guess it can be admitted on the show that Belle raised at my feet. And sometimes <laughs> when I raise my voice, there's a little bit of a yeah. competition. She's got a little bit of sass already. Uh-oh. Like she kind of raises her tone. Oh God, love here we it. go. This look Jason out. and I look at each other like, oh shit. Her first, her first podcast exposure. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Debuting today. <laughs> yep. But anyways, I'm sorry. What I was about to mention is that um, you need to be careful that you're not underselling yourself because this could be the start of a long-term account for yourself. So start big with that qualitative dollar mm-hmm. sign that, that you market yourself with. And even if you have your insecurities, which we all do in the, in the early stages. Oh, still today. Don't lowball yeah. it with respect to that. 100%. Try to keep the, tr- yeah. keep the, keep the chin up and move forward and, you know, make it a goal. Like put that... D- dollar um, amount to it that you know that you need to strive towards to really put the pressure on. I know that that's worked for me Mm -hmm. on a personal level, at least. And you might lose, you might lose two, three jobs because you were like, you said, no, I I, have to be this, but then it's inevitable. And that's fine. But when you get that one that comes in and says, no, we only need this. And you go, well, you know what? That's, that's way too minimum for me or my scope is here. Uh, When the first one comes to you and says, you know what? We'll go with you. On exactly what right. you promised and, and more, you know, that scope. Now you realize, yeah. whoa, it worked. Like I didn't stick like you Right. Said, it's all about making decisions. Yeah. In the short term at that moment that will benefit you long, long, long from that. Totally. Yeah. And it's just, you got to do that little calculation in your head of like, is this Which either is so enough money to do. or uh, the kind of work I really want to be doing? And then like, there's all yeah. these different kind of, do I really want to work with this particular person or company? Um, and if you can't check off at least several of those boxes, then it sh- should probably be a it, no, right? It should probably be a no. Yeah. Be on- to be honest with yourself in that regard. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, unless you really, really, really just need the money, which mm-hmm. we've all been there, you know, and there's no shame in that game. But, you know, don't don't say yes to things that you shouldn't be when you feel like you're you don't really, really need the money because what you'll find then is you're taking up your time then where you could be working on better projects or going yeah, bigger, after better. Bo- bigger, better pro. I know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So my next one is where I've deviated from the list a little bit and I came up with my own, um, which is don't be an order taker. So, you know, it's really common when you're just starting out to have that kickoff meeting with a client where you basically ask them, you pull out your little notepad, what can I do for you? Yeah. What do you want? What do you want in your logo? What colors do you want in your logo? What, what websites do you like? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what websites do you like? And then we'll just kind of give you that. Or if clients come to you with, I, I like, I definitely want, uh, you know, uh, a Peregrine Falcon in there. And there definitely has to be, you <laughs> know, an beehive, ant farm a, in there. A and, beehive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or not a beehive, <laughs> not as, a beehive. A, as the case goes. Yeah. That's a blast from the past story there. Um, but yeah, like where you're, what you should be doing instead of order taking, you know, this is not Burger King. This, this should be more like you consulting 
with your client. You rather than at, just asking for their what I call you know stated needs, what you really want to do is dive deeper and figure out the true needs of the project. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying they need these pages on their website, the better thing to do. I mean, by the way, great starting point. It's I'm not saying ignore what they tell you, but what I would do if they tell me they need uh, a page of staff bios, for instance, I would say, why do you need that? What is the, what is that really? What need is that accomplishing for yep. you? And then I may they may just say, oh well, everyone else has that, so that's why we need it. And I would say, you probably don't want that because once people go to that page, now they're just looking around a bunch of photos of your staff members. How does that lead to a buying decision at all? It doesn't. So I'm going to recommend we take that out. Good. You know, thing it's just little, that's one example mm-hmm. of things like that. Or yeah, if it's good. logos, it's not them telling you, unless they have like a really specific story for why they want a particular element in their logo. Yeah. They probably shouldn't be telling you everything they want in their logo. That's yeah. your job to listen to their, um, their story and their goals and who their clients are and all that stuff. And you come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. You consult, right? So I that makes it, you much more valuable. As again, a it's like more hand, it's more handholding along the way with your guidance and your expertise rather than, right. rather than you following and them laying clues as to what and the hints of what you should be designing for them. And you're right. Being an order taker. I think yeah. even in logo and branding, um, it, it, it can be easily become a thing where you can be, especially a young designer could be a follower and just be like, what do you need? I'll do it for you. You know, tell me you like yeah. it. You want an eagle in there? You like you like yeah. Roman fonts? Great. Now, is that yeah. showing your expertise? Not really. So no, then you're right. It's like that cupcake logo that I did. Like mm-hmm. that's an extreme example of it. But you know, and I've always said this: Do you want to be the head, or do you want to just be a pair of hands? Yeah, exactly. You know that exactly. Are you the architect, or are you just the guy the swinging it. the hammer, yep. bringing the architect's vision to life? Yep. And so. pr- prove it once, and then every other conversation with them becomes, what do you think, Wes? Like, is this what right. we should be? You know, and they trust your opinions because you've shown them once or twice already that you have some knowledge. And they're, they're hiring you for the expertise and the knowledge first. The, 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 the way it's executed is, is, a, is after. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, that's, it's like you said, foundation design architecture all that kind of stuff that and then how it's applied and done it shouldn't even be worked on until it's 100 agreed on so just like everything else we say i think this is super important to like make sure you are just not saying yes 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 whatever they say doing it right yeah yeah absolutely that's cool all right what do you got for us, Nick? All right, my last, last one. one I, I well, if we haven't said this enough, <laughs> <laughs> the the best the best thing I can say is don't ever 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 work without a contract or any kind of agreement that protects mm, both both of you. But let's be honest, we're talking to our 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 friends here and our designer friends. It's really yeah. about protecting you. And I look at it this way: contract first, work second. Like don't don't do anything. I remember I, I always had this one creative director that said no. No art leaves this building unless there is a contractual agreement. You know, there's a there we have it's set in stone agreement on what the process is. This isn't just mm-hmm. price. This isn't just deliverables. But timeline has become a huge thing for me. Like dropping a really tight title t- dial, uh, timeline in that also talks about what happens if we go off the timeline. 
So you're protecting yourself on all these other things that, you know, one, you, how many changes or revisions are we talking? Does it go over that? What happens if it goes over a time limit? What happens? The re mm -hmm. reinstating fee, all those kinds of things. So making sure you're covering yourself, protecting yourself with this contract. It's for time. It's for the work. It's for the amount of concepts. Anything beyond what you've agreed on has to have some note in there that says, well, it's additional cost here, 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 making sure they're aware of it from the very beginning. I think also, yeah. too, it's, it's, I've learned my lessons so much in probably the last three years that it continues to get stronger each time I do one. But I go through it with them and I talk it through with them. I don't just send it to them and let them read it and hope they're going to read it. I want to make sure they understand the importance of this. Uh, I, I look at it this way. They're paying me for my time. Whatever I give them, it could be one thing, it could be a thousand things, but it took my time to do it. So protect your time and protect your designs. Make sure this contract thing is like just solid and don't work without it. Anytime I've said, ah, this one's going to be fine. I don't need to give them the whole thing. It came back to bite me in the ass. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when right. trouble sets in. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I that's not just early phase mm. stuff that happens ongoing we're talking now I'm still in yeah. i'm in one right now it's crazy it's because yeah. you just know yeah. it's it's real world stuff yeah. totally exactly for sure and, and no client is too small for this make sure it's always there no. regardless of size relationship who this person is just making sure i think we've said it a thousand times you come off 100 percent more proactive and professional um and if you especially if you want those bigger rates make sure you look good this is your best way to do it at the first stage yeah. And I'll, I'll kind of add to this and also say, don't do any work without a deposit. hundred you know, percent. That's yeah. 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 Um, that's a big and one. Keep, and keep the progress payments coming. Like I do 50% down then a 25% at a certain point to where I don't keep huh. working at, until Perfect. I get that so yep. that you're never really too far out of pocket if they ever decided right. to stiff you. Yeah. Yep. You know, and the more you put that into practice, the less the less like tiptoey you'll feel about it. It's just uh -huh. same, it's just you I just do it. On, I don't feel tiptoey whatsoever it about it. Yeah. Oh, I in the beginning I sure did. I tiptoed before. In the beginning I, I sure did. You're just kind of biting your nails, like, oh, I hope this is received okay. But then it yeah. just becomes normal practice time and again, which is a good thing. Yeah. And exactly. you know what? These contracts do shift as your work progresses. I revisit mine all the time. Yeah. We've, mm -hmm. We're constantly having to put in something or take something out or edit verbiage here and there. And that's, I would say that that's typical as well. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've even had to do it now where it talks more about like when the files are handed over and when they have it and when it's in their hands. Yeah. yeah that's their, yeah. it becomes their responsibility. And I, yeah. I might back it up, but you know. It's all those. The word things. "hand yeah. off" yeah. agree is is a term for a reason. Exactly. I think Nick actually has the term "no takesy backsies" in, <laughs> yes. in his contract. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cool little logo for that. Yes, no takesy yeah. backsies. <laughs> I love it. That's the the my favorite clause. All right, Mikkel, last point here uh, for for this episode. Go for it. Yeah, this is a good one because oftentimes this is hard to to truly engage with, and that is don't quit your, your full-time job just yet. I mean, you may feel really quote unquote checked out because you're putting all this effort and you're, you're mentally just in the zone yeah. with respect to your, your upcoming business that you're just so excited about, but take the risk when it feels and, and, you know, do the leap when it feels right. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot, a lot of our listeners are in that, in that phase where they're like, okay, I just got to 
take the plunge and stop talking about it and put this into action. And it's, it's true. It's much easier to talk about than to, to execute. But, you know, if, if you've started developing some customers as a side hustle enough, that's a really good thing. Make sure mm-hmm. you've got a good collaboration before, you know, and you're not just depending on the one client that seems to have a good amount, you know, pretty regularly because yes. yeah. they can skip and drop at any time. Yeah. Make sure you've got a good selection to in oh, your yeah. in your basket before you give your termination yeah. notice. Otherwise, it just takes us back to our last episode about the <laughs> having that big fish All. client that's painful mm-hmm. to lose. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So I, I would recommend definitely having, and it sounds very excessive, but I would say have like six months to a year's worth of living expenses before you quit. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a because, good. That's a and, good. And, and that sounds gauge. harsh, but. You know, that's definitely the smart way to do it. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's a good gauge. Yeah. When, or like, once you get to a point where you an- feel like there's too much side work and your day job is getting in the way of it, then maybe that's a good mm-hmm. indicator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because I think you could easily get stuck in that limbo. Like, one isn't winning. You're like, you're doing your yeah. side work. You've gained a few, uh, you know, side uh, clients, but you still got your full time. And you can limbo there for a long time. So if you don't accelerate one and say, give it all, and then, like you said, have that savings, maybe that might be a better way to get past that threshold and say, well, the side hustle is doing great, but it's not winning. It's not winning the race here. But I've got my six months yeah. to say, give it, give it your all. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, sure. that's, a good, that's a good, really good point. It has to exceed. It has to win, like you said, mm-hmm. Nick. In order to take take the plunge, if that's if that hasn't been the case for, gosh, up to a year, if not several, several, several months, yeah. then oh, you'll feel and you'll get it. You you'll have you won't have those sleepless nights of like, oh my god, what the hell did I just do? And it, yeah. it, hopefully, because that right. could that could def- can I make mortgage or do I need to yeah. buy an RV? That'll deflate your your <laughs> your uh, momentum yeah. more than anything and that scare factor. So just do it safe, right? And we have said before. I just want to reiterate that um we all. I think all three of us are in the same boat giving us advice. You should all have had a day job in design. I feel like I feel like it's so important to not start your career freelance. It's just really important to kind of have that that boss agency and background. Back and just, yeah, agency either agency or in-house. Yeah. Um I've never actually worked in an agency before, but just having like getting a sense of deadlines, getting a sense of Oh, um, yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to and, yeah. be at an agency to get a sense for the chain and the, you yeah. know, the stage and, you know, the process for, you know, managing accounts and, mm-hmm. you know, production and the conceptual phase and Con- the deliverable phase. I mean, that's true. It could be in-house yeah. with other. Yeah. I mean, talk about a design education. That's the really how you get it right there. Yeah. Just kind of. Seeing it day in and yeah, day out, and no seeing what the different kidding. roles are for all, for sure, much more effective. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think we all recommend that versus just going straight from school to uh, to your own gig. But Definitely, I'm sure it could yeah. work in certain circumstances. But there's exceptions. Right, cool. Yeah, but always right. exceptions. Yep. But um, that is it for the don'ts. Next, uh, our next episode will be all about the do's of running your design business. So, uh, but before we get there, we've got a listener question coming up, and before that. We want to talk about fresh books because fresh. they are just a breath of fresh air <laughs> in our day. Because breath of fresh air. we, Yay. yeah, because we hate uh, invoicing, right, guys? I hate it. I don't like it. It's There's awful. nothing fun about it. I the hate, only es- fun I part hate about estimates. Invoice- 
I hate all of it. Yeah. But it's better yeah. on FreshBooks. <laughs> I like spending the money once I get it. There you go. But I like I don't like actually money. requesting it. Exactly. I, and <laughs> counting the money. But anyway, FreshBooks makes it very easy for us non-accountant types uh, to invoice and make it look really branded and make it look like we're actually running a real business as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, – you know, as I would say, just what I used to do, go on Google Docs and find some janky looking, you know, invoice template and you're redoing it each time and you're having to like make up new invoice numbers because you, you don't want it. What was my old number yeah. the last time? Yeah. I don't remember. And it can't start with <laughs> one. That makes it look like I've never worked before. Right? <laughs> start with 256. Yeah. But anyway, with FreshBooks, you don't have to do deal with any of that stuff. So you can create and send really professional looking invoices in under 30 seconds. Um, with literally just two clicks, you can set yourself up with FreshBooks online payments and end up with money in your pocket way sooner. Um, in fact, most FreshBooks payments, uh, the invoices are paid within one business day, which is pretty great. So they've got uh, they've got all the bells and whistles too. You know, automated late payment reminders, so you don't have to be the bad guy. It just automatically sends out that reminder, making sure you do get paid. And their support, the support, my goodness. <laughs> They always answer the phone. Like, who answers the phone anymore? They do. That's who. So if you ever have a problem, which you won't, but if you do, they're going to answer with that super friendly uh, Canadian can-do attitude. Um, For sure. And, it's a real, exactly. and they're all our age. Don't you feel like they're just all young and hip and total? like, I don't really yeah. ever want to end the call. I just like it's to awesome. just talk. Just uh, shoot the hate. Yeah. Just have, a, yeah, have talk some Game tea, of Thrones have some tea whatever, together, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love those guys. They're the they're the best. So uh, we've worked out a deal with them for 30 free days, an unrestricted free trial. Uh, that's only for our listeners. So you're going to go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section again, 30 free days to see what they can do for you. Go to freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about a section. All right, so I've got a hard out soon, so let's try to make this quick. Um, got about eight minutes here. This question, you guys don't know about it yet. It's a, Go for uh, it. We got it on uh, Twitter, and it's from Julianne Sager. And Julianne asks, I've recently started listening to the design cast. I truly appreciate the variety of tro- topics and fantastic advice all of you give. Have you recently listened to Is the Apple Watch for You episode? It would be interesting to hear your guys' thoughts three years later. So, a lot to say. uh, What are because remember we did that episode. What do we think about the Apple Watch uh, today? Yeah, I still feel like it's. I'm curious if um, I think I had told everybody I got it because I got to write an article on the uh, a a blog about it, and then I wound up I wound up selling it because I was just like. It's just a nuisance. Oh, really? And then um, it, it's just a what? Did you say it's what? It was a nuisance. I I didn't really didn't give it it's a try. It was an extension. I had notifications on all the time, and it was like I didn't really uh-huh. dive deep to understand it. Um, a year later, I bought it, and I absolutely love it. It and I'm a watch person. I love have tons of watches. Uh, the Apple Watch is the only one I wear now, and I use it for yeah. everything. Uh, Apple Pay, Starbucks. Um, mm. my God, water intake, it has a, a breathing. I actually use the breathing thing. Um, uh, oh God, fitness wise, it's fantastic. You get on a machine at your gym and it knows exactly what you're doing and it registers it and counts it. You can check yourself out. Are you standing too much? Are you sitting too much? Um, 
I, I'm a big fan now. I'm complete converted. Nice, Mikkel. Yeah. I typically wear mine when I'm traveling. That's that's when I take most advantage of it. But I, d- I definitely don't wear it every day. Okay. Because ever I'm I'm here or I'm it's in a meeting. Yeah. You already got communication devices there. I get you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I do understand. But but my story is not totally different from you with respect to the works. You know, mm-hmm. staying at the one workstation, Nick. And I do understand that your personality may it may be more catered to your personality than it does mine. So yeah. it's not to say that you know one's more. You know that the watch is more effective for everybody more than. Oh, of course not. Know. And I know people that like it would never even think about purchasing it they know it's just not for them and i don't even but i always am glad whenever i'm i need to head out for you know extended Mm -hmm. period of time throughout the day to have mine yes i always if i forget it it's a big oh shit i have to have it on if i'm gonna be gone for a a good bit yeah because think that should be on their website if i don't have it it's a big oh shit (laughs) 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 it's just an extension of your of your of your phone it really is. It I mean, is. And it's a convenient, simple way to get the info. One thing I do like about yeah. it is I'm, I'm just a big fan of – I'm not a fan of when people have their phone out all the time at tables and whatever and when it should be social. So the phone is a yeah. way yeah. that makes people feel comfortable about putting their – the watch is a, yeah. a good way to make people feel comfortable about putting the phone away. And, yeah, and, and I've gotten better a, with that. I love that. But, and, th- and then just to make sure that you're doing – soft not i mean soft glances that are not jarring by any means because yes, there right. are people that wear their watch that are constantly looking down it's oh, annoying yeah. it can be just as annoying right. well if it's i'm at dinner subtle. with people i'm very self-conscious still to look at my watch because i feel like that's the classic indicator of being bored or like i gotta <laughs> like what, go right yeah. times yeah <laughs> right well, so i still feel that sure yeah look like, at the time there like right now but no yeah. i i love mine and i wear it all day because i um I have like, they call them complications, like things yeah, you yeah. put on the face of it. Um, I always have my next meeting yep. is always there because uh-huh. I've gotten to a uh-huh. point now where I have several phone meetings every day. Like it wasn't always the case, but I always like to know at a glance yeah, what my next there. thing is. Yeah. Yeah. My phone it's... doesn't really show that like on the face well, of it. Well, and it's so... tactile. It's connected to your body. So it's yeah. truly like a tap, tap, don't mm-hmm. forget, which is great. And I've got the but AirPods. You know what? Call me. For like when Call I, me so sensitive. I don't like having when I wear it and I'm typing. It bugs me that it's hitting. You know what? I, is it not that? Is that not the case I, for always, you guys? I'm a watch wearer to begin with. So well, I don't never, have my wrist down on the surface to do that. It's always kind of up, a little higher up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I might. I don't. I don't want to change my positioning. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> might but have like, to. That's a good. But the other. I'm, I'm glad she asked this question because it's it's. Yeah, I've had yeah. A, I've had a complete change of mind, and I think it's for for people in a different. Uh, everyone can use it totally differently. Some people might, like you said, use it only at travel. I like it all the time. Mm-hmm. I think I, I love that now it's waterproof. That was a big reason I took the first one back. Was even mm-hmm. just I mm-hmm. like you. Don't, I don't want to have to take it on and off for showers or swimming. Or Washing the like dishes, that. even I always Everything. get paranoid about that. Everything. Yeah. 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 For sure. And one last thing, I like. Uh, I've got the AirPods too, so I like just at the gym or walking the dog. The volume control yes. on the dial on the side. Like Same. It just, totally. It's easy. Yep. Love it. All right, cool, Julianne. Thanks Great for sending question. that question in. And uh, keep them coming at questions at thedeependdesign.com. And we love the audio questions, as you know. Uh, or you can ask via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. All right, guys. Uh, Got to run, but have a great week. 
And uh, with that in mind, keep designing and catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. Thank <laughs> you.